Our reading this evening is from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18 to 24. That's Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything, so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Hi everyone, and uh, just as we uh, begin, or, and before we pray, if I were to uh, embarrass you as a Christian, if I wanted to, I don't, and I hope I'm not going to, um, but if I wanted to, then I think I'd probably ask, and I'd ask any Christian, how's your prayer life doing? And, uh, and ask you to give me an honest answer. And this evening, we are going to be focusing on praying. And I could have given it the title something like uh, Massively Better Prayers or Hugely Better Prayers or something like that. But instead, I just want us to be simple, down to earth and, and uh, to encourage us to take one more little step in our prayer lives. And so uh, we've got the title this evening, Slightly Better Prayers. Slightly Better Prayers. And let's ask God now that he'd help us to understand this little passage from Ephesians chapter 6 and that we would be slightly better prayers. Let's pray. Father, please would you help us tonight to understand your word. Please speak to us and we pray, Lord, that as a result of this we may all be slightly better prayers for Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, I'm going to focus this evening on verses 18 to 20 of Ephesians chapter 6. So uh, do have that open there or, or turn it up again in your, on your phone. Um, but th of course, that doesn't take us right to the end of Ephesians. And there are a few verses, verses 21 to 24 there, where uh, Paul wraps up the letter with some personal greetings. And he is in particular referring to one guy called Tychicus, or however it's pronounced. And, uh, uh, and uh, Tychicus was actually the guy who took the letter from Rome, where Paul was in prison, to Ephesus. He was the postman. And Paul refers to him here as a dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord and a postman. And we thank God for guys like him doing down-to-earth, ordinary jobs, but actually something fundamentally and hugely significant for the, uh, for the life of the Christian church in Ephesus then, uh, and uh, for every, every Christian person since then. So we thank God for this guy, Tychicus, the postman. 
And then at the end of the letter, Paul signs off. Now, when we sign off an email or a letter, we may say kind regards, lots of love, yours sincerely, whatever it would be. Um, but in those days, they did it in an altogether rather more grand kind of way. And Paul is just referring again here to a number of grand Christian doctrines. So verse 23, as he signs off, peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Peace, love, grace. He's talking about there, about the peace that comes from God and brings up and enables us to have peace with others. About love that actually is the love of God for us, for the human race, and that we have in our hearts for other people. Uh, And the grace, the grace of God, which is the grace that, uh, which is the origin and uh, the cause and the, uh, the motivation for this great salvation of ours that we want to share with the world. And that's how he ends his letter. Uh, and there's great meaning and great stuff there. But I want to focus on those, those three verses from verse 18 through to verse 20. And we're thinking about being slightly better prayers. Now, if there's one word, as you look in those three verses there, which really stands out, it has to be the word all. Because Paul says here, pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers. Always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And that's just in verse 18. And then when he goes on to verse 19 there, he says, pray also for me that whenever I speak, whenever I speak. Well, that could be translated all the times I speak. So that's five Uh, uses of the word or the phrase or the idea of all now uh, and that's going to be the structure of what we're talking about today so the first point is this always in the spirit verse 18 there and pray in the spirit on all occasions or always pray in the spirit now some people think about that and they'd say well of course that's praying in tongues isn't it or that's praying in some kind of exuberant spirit inspired kind of way But actually, if you look at the context, just glance back a verse to verse 17. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, when you look at it in its context, therefore, uh, when he says here, pray in the Spirit, actually, he's saying praying in the Spirit must be linked in with the word of God, which the Spirit has inspired because of just what he said in the verse before. So it's prayer prompted by the Spirit, inspired by the Spirit, informed by the Spirit, taught by the Spirit, helped by the Spirit, enabled by the Spirit. And so, uh, for instance, in Romans chapter 8 and verse uh, verse 26, uh, Paul writes, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, our weakness being our prayer and our prayer life. And the Spirit helps us there in that area, which for all of us is an area of weakness. And the way the Spirit helps, we see here in verse 18, is through the Spirit, the Spirit who inspired the Word of God, which is why, for instance, we read the Word of God before we pray. So it's it's historically always been a, a great thing that Christians do is we read the Word of God and we pray, and they're kind of linked together. Uh, it's often been called a quiet time in, uh, in old days, in the mornings. Uh, so, for instance, I get up and I, I use these explore notes. A lot of us in the church family use those uh, to help me to read and to understand the Bible. And uh, Anna uses Jeff Lucas's Lucas on Life, um, as I've mentioned a number of times in those. Uh, and we read the Bible and we pray and the Bible helps us in our prayers. 
I guess you may know of Alistair and Johnny Brownlee, the triathlete brothers from Yorkshire. And you may well remember well, this four years ago now, 2016, in Mexico, it was the end of the World Series uh, series of tri- triathlon events, and they were just going towards the, the finish line. Johnny was in the lead. His legs gave out. He, he, he described himself as, a, a, I think, a drunken giraffe or something, and he clearly wasn't going to make it. Uh, Johnny, uh, no, Alistair comes up behind him uh, and grabs his arm, puts it around his own shoulder, and they struggle over the line together. And there are some wonderful pictures uh, of those guys and uh, uh, Alistair helping his younger brother, Johnny, to get over the line. I think that's quite a good picture about praying, actually, that the Spirit helps us in our prayers. The Spirit takes our arm and and keeps us going and helps us to to understand and gives us things to pray for uh, and people to pray for and, and, uh, uh, and enables and helps our praying. So that's the first all, always in the Spirit. Second, all kinds of prayers, all kinds of prayers, or as it says here in verse 18, with all kinds of prayers and requests. Now, some of us think that when we pray, we've got to pray terribly um, spiritual, holy kind of prayers. Uh, Some of us think that we've got to, um, uh, we must pray out loud, and if we're going to do so, it must be theologically straight down the line. Others uh, think that um, uh, prayer is just asking God for things. Others will think that, uh, uh, no, I I mustn't pray for myself. I can pray for other people, but not for myself when I pray. Um, uh, And so on. Others think we shouldn't use written prayers. Others think written prayers are wonderful. Uh, And so on, and so on, and so on. What he says here is pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. In other words, he's saying variety. He's saying, actually, it doesn't really matter too much. The key thing is you've got to pray. That's the fundamental thing. You've got to pray. Whether it's an arrow prayer, that's shooting up something to God, just a little one-liner. Whether it's joining with the 24-7, there's another one being planned. Um, Whether we're using an Anglican collect, that means a short prayer. Whether we're saying the Lord's Prayer on our own prayers each day. Whether we're praying a prayer of confession or thanksgiving or praise or whatever it be. It's fine. It's great. We're praying. That's what the Lord wants. Just pray. Now, you know the uh, the Nike company, and uh, I've got a pair of socks here from Nike, here we are, and there's the, the swoosh, I think is what it's called, um, or you may have a pair of trainers or whatever. The thing about Nike, although it's hard to find it on their website, I've just had a look, is uh, they say, just do it, just do it. And actually, that's the thing about praying, just do it. When it comes to prayer, just do it. It really doesn't matter if you don't get the words right. It really doesn't matter uh, if you don't know what to pray for someone else. It really doesn't, doesn't matter if, uh, if you feel kind of overwhelmed by the whole thing. Um, but God loves it. It really doesn't matter if you can't spend terribly long. Two minutes praying, that's brilliant. God loves it when we pray. Just like uh, a human father loves it or a human mother loves it when, when their child talks to them. And also, have you noticed that as children grow up, they pray or they speak to their parents differently. So uh, when they're very young, um, there are lots of requests, aren't there? As they grow up, they might learn to say sorry, especially prompted by their parents. Uh, They may learn to say thank you, again, prompted by their parents. They may learn to praise as they get older. Things grow and develop. And it's the same with our prayer life as well as we grow as Christians. 
uh, lots of requests maybe in our early years maybe as time goes on uh, we will be learning to to thank and to praise and confess and there'll be all sorts of ways of doing it that we learn gradually as time goes on so all kinds of prayers i hope that just helps us to be slightly better prayers so uh, always in the spirit all kinds of prayers third all perseverance all perseverance always keep on praying it says there in verse 18 now in may 2009 sir ranulph fines finally climbed everest and that made him the first man in history to reach the north and the south poles and to climb the world's highest peak and uh, he was also the oldest Briton and the first British pensioner to climb Everest. And he did it on his third attempt because he'd failed when he tried in 2005 and 2008. And Franz famous, famously suffers from vertigo. So when he's climbing, he says he always looks up rather than looks down. Uh, and he kept on going. And he said the way he managed to get to the top of Everest as a pensioner was that he kept on repeating two mantras. The first one, plod forever. The second one, die high. Now, I don't think that second one is particularly relevant for, uh, for our prayers, but actually the first one is plod forever. Plod forever. Just, just keep on going. Keep on praying. Plod forever. And uh, in verse 18, where it says, um, he says in verse 18, just before, he says, always keep on praying. But just before that, he says, be alert, be alert, always keep on praying, but be alert. So if we're going to keep on praying, if we're going to plod forever in our prayer life, then you've got to be alert to the things which might erode that praying, with the things which might stop us from praying. And uh, uh, so what might that be? Uh, what have we got to be on our guard against? What have we got to be alert about? Too busy? Too tired? too many responsibilities, too disorganised, things that we just need to adjust slightly to give us that time. Maybe there are pressures from the family. Oh, mum, you're not praying again, are you? Uh, all those sorts of things. Um, but it's a matter of finding place, finding a time, and, uh, and, and having, a, I think, having a routine to help us to pray uh, and to keep on going, to keep on plodding. And if you have stopped praying, how did that happen? Well, I guess most likely it happened because it just got eroded over the days and over the weeks. Maybe in this time of lockdown, it's just been eroded gradually with the busyness of having children at home or uh, the business of working from home and, uh, uh, and spending our life staring at a screen all day. It's pretty hard work, isn't it? And uh, uh, so to be a slightly better prayer then let's remember that from time to time it would be a good idea just to see if we have drifted in our prayer life, if, we have, if, if it's been eroded slightly over the days and over the weeks, to have a quick review and to have a look so that we might be slightly better prayers, maybe putting it back more to perhaps where it ought to be, where we would like it to be in our lives. And, and, of course, we have one another to help each other. And can I just encourage you, we have the prayer meeting once a month, second Wednesday every month, and uh, uh, we're going to carry on doing that uh, right the way through lockdown and afterwards and so on. But also, uh, we're going to have one every other week 
So second Wednesday of every month, but also it's going to be in that in that last week of the month. So, for instance, we do have a prayer meeting next Tuesday, half past seven for half an hour on Zoom. Do join in if you can, just briefly, just for half an hour when we can meet together as God's people to pray. That just helps us, doesn't it? And encourages us to pray and keeps us going and helps us to keep on plodding on. So let's pray. Uh, always in the spirit all kinds of prayers, all perseverance, and then for all the saints, for all the saints, or for all the Lord's people, as it says there in verse 18. In the Bible, saints uh, are Christians, are saints are Christians. And, uh, uh, okay, um, you know, some people might say, well, okay, well, so that means I'm going to get some kind of metaphorical blanket and throw it over all God's people, and uh, please, Lord, bless all your people, amen. Let's go to bed. I think it's a little bit more than that. I think this is encouraging us to be uh, uh, quite focused and quite disciplined and quite organised about our praying. Um, so, for instance, th- this methodical um, praying for, for, for one another, that's, I think that's really important for us as a church. How would we do that? Well, uh, uh, here's our prayer diary. That's the May prayer diary here. Um, you can possibly see that Anna scribbled things at the top of uh, other folks and so on to pray for. Um, uh, I've got the Sussex Gospel Partnership Prayer Diary, I try and pray through. Um, we've got our church directory that can help us to uh, pray, or uh, just simply here's another version of that that I, I ask uh, Clive and Wendy to print me off from the office so we can pray and I can be in touch with people and so on. There are lots of ways, but lists of people, uh, numbers of people. Perhaps begin by praying for people in your small group or uh, others in KO and, and have a few people who you can be praying for. In I, I'm very old fashioned. I have a file of facts still, and I have a pink sheet of paper towards the back of my uh, file of facts. Uh, here it is. Uh, that's my file of facts. And towards the back here, uh, I've got my pink sheet of paper, and that's got the outline of what I'm going to be doing in my prayers. So uh, there's my pink sheet of paper and the people I'm going to pray for uh, every day and the people I'll pray for uh, day by day through the week. So let's be organised. Let's be encouraged uh, to do that. Expand your horizons. Pray for, why not, why not intend to pray for, say, all the saints at BH, little bit by little bit, three or four a day. Uh, maybe you think, oh, dear, I really can't think of anything to pray for them. Lord, please, would you do your work in their lives? Help them to grow to know you better. Amen. So uh, uh, always in the spirit, all kinds of prayers, all perseverance for all the saints. And then uh, the fifth one is all courage, all courage. Now, Winston Churchill, Winston Churchill said this once, one ought never to turn one's back on a threatened danger and try to run away from it. If you do that, you will double the danger. But if you meet it promptly and without flinching, you reduce the danger by half. Never run away from anything. Well, that's what uh, uh, Winston Churchill said. And he lived by that dictum, didn't he? An extraordinary man. Now, look at verses 19 and 20. And Paul says, Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I'm an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. Now, when you think of Paul, you don't really think that uh, he's going to be someone who's going to be fearful. And yet twice there, he says, Pray that I would be fearless in my witness. 
And he talks about his chains in verse 20. That's also uh, used of, uh, of the chain, say, that the mayor of Brighton wears on an official engagement. And, uh, uh, but Paul's chains were equally real, but of a very different sort. He would have been chained between two Roman soldiers, most likely. And he's praying for courage to fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. I wonder, you know, if he's thinking that with these guys on either side, that if he opens his mouth and says anything about the Lord Jesus to them, he is likely to have a beating of some sort. And he's praying that he'll carry on and he'd do it anyway. And he's asking them, his friends in Ephesus, that they would continue to pray for their friend in Rome under arrest between uh, two soldiers and in chains that he would have the courage to tell them about Jesus even if they are going to beat him for doing so let's pray for those who are in those kind of situations let's pray for persecuted Christians for instance because there are all sorts of uh, uh, things going on uh, for instance uh, we get the Barnabas fund uh, stuff and here's the Barnabas fund prayer diary did you know that there's a huge problem with locusts in East Africa we really ought to be praying for our Christian brothers and sisters in East Africa and the Horn of Africa. Um, it is likely that the result of that is going to be a massive famine which will kill loads more people on this COVID-19. It's a very, very serious problem. So, And let's pray for, for Christians because they'll be in the last in the queue for the food, that, uh, the little amount of food that there is there. Uh, so let's be praying for those in those really difficult situations. Um, I've also read this week, in terms of persecuted Christians, Christians being crucified for their faith, Christians being buried alive for their faith. I know of Christians who were uh, in Pakistan, for instance, who were put into a bread oven and baked alive for their faith. Uh, other Christians, for instance, who have been used to test biological weapons, I understand. Christian leaders who have been forced to lay down in front of steamrollers, which then ran them over. Now let's pray for our Christian brothers and sisters in places in this world where they do get persecuted. Uh, we want to pray uh, for courage that they will keep on standing up and pray for courage for one another. Maybe our courage is not quite as necessary uh, and a big time as the courage that uh, uh, is needed in other parts of the world. But we do need courage to open our mouths and to speak of Jesus. And let's pray for one another. In this time, there are so many opportunities uh, we're just starting um, Alpha very soon, uh, a, a taster and then three further sessions. Let's pray that uh, we would have the courage to invite people along to those. So um, how about you? How about you? When the Apostle Paul wrote this, he wanted that to help the church in Ephesus in their prayers. He wanted them to be slightly better prayers. He wanted to encourage them in their prayers. He wanted their prayers to change, to take a step forward. He wanted them to keep on going. And there are those alls there that we see. And the Holy Spirit, who inspired these words, wants to help and to encourage us to pray. And he wants to help and encourage and stand alongside us and take us forward as we take that next little step in our prayers as well. So don't want to make you feel guilty, but I'd love you to take one small step forward in your prayer life uh, there'll be many of us will be taking notes this evening it could be there's just something you'd like to write down one thing that you'd like to do 
maybe to say I need to set a time when I'll pray each day maybe to be a bit more organised about uh, the way that you do it maybe to get hold of uh, a list of people so you can pray through those maybe to sign up for the Barnabas Fund for instance to pray for persecuted Christians whatever it is one thing one small step to help you to be a slightly better prayer let's pray now Lord Jesus please help us help all of us to be slightly better prayers for your name's sake. Amen.